but we are completely comfortable with the fact that children may inadvertently uh, see these images because it's far more important that these images are seen and lives are saved and the injustices ended and then there'll be nothing for children to be upset about because it will be finished. It's far more important we do this life-saving work and end this injustice uh, than it is to, um, to, to pack up these pictures, put them away and uh, protect maybe some people from momentary upset. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of About Abortion. Uh, today I want to tackle a question uh, that was sent in to me because I believe it's a, a, a good question, an honest question, and a question that will be relevant to many of um, our listeners. Uh, I get questions and even objections, criticism, as you can imagine, sent in from time to time. And one of the, I try to do a couple of things. I try to discern, is this an honest and sincere question? that's seeking to be constructive, whether for me or for the person sending it? Um, and also, is this a really important question that other people uh, should um, should be encouraged to think through? And I felt that in this case, it was both an honest, uh, sincere question, well-meaning, constructive, uh, but also one that's relevant to many. So I thought it was worth time, uh, worth the time uh, bringing this before all of you uh, for your consideration. Um, I'll just read uh, an extract from the email that was sent in uh, to tee up uh, the discussion point for today. Um, so it reads uh, like this. Uh, I won't say who it's from. I'm sure he wouldn't mind anyway. He's a brother that I've met once or twice. Uh, lovely guy who's kind of been on the edges of our public education work. And here's what he says. Hi, Dave. Hope you're doing well. I've started listening to the About Abortion podcast and finding it very informative. Thank you for your dedication to this work. I wanted to ask you a question with something I'm personally struggling with. Me and my wife are wanting to start street work to begin to change public opinion. We totally agree with having large-scale images of children within the womb. However, as parents, we are struggling with the idea of having large-scale pictures of aborted children. If we ourselves want to protect our children or our child from these images, how can we expect to put these images on other children? I wanted to ask how you came to the conclusions you have, as I know you will use the images on the streets. Uh, we are praying in our naivety that if we are wrong, the law may change our hearts in this. We want to work in partnership with CBR UK and are going to view some displays uh, locally. Uh, We're hoping that until the Lord changes our hearts, we may use images of children within the womb. Any advice or direction from yourself would be greatly appreciated. Um, God bless you. So um, as I'm sure you can hear there, this is a real question. This this is from a couple who... Um, who care about the issue, uh, they want to do something about it. And it's a, it's a very valid and reasonable question because essentially it's, it's um, holding next to each other two um, seemingly contradictory concerns. Uh, one is that very right and natural parental instinct to shield our own children and indeed other people's children um, from... Uh, things that are not age appropriate, things that might be upsetting or harmful. And it's it's important to draw a, a distinction between upsetting and harmful. But in the case of children, that line is admittedly um, harder to define. Uh, with, with adults, I'm much more uh, comfortable with saying that um, upsetting is not always harmful. And indeed, 
you could say rarely, uh, sometimes it's certainly necessary. But with children, we want to shield them from uh, from unnecessary, and that's a key word, um, trauma or 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 um, being exposed to things that that are uh, not pure and lovely. And and uh, I'm a father, and I totally appreciate this concern. Indeed, um, as with others involved in this work, we have not um, you know shown to our our young infant children uh, abortion pictures. Uh, indeed, we've done our best to shield our own children from those, and I believe we have successfully done that so far. Um, uh, no doubt, one of these days they will, um, despite our best efforts, um, because of the nature of the work we do. They they may well bump into it on a on a laptop, on a screen, um, in my office, whatever. Though we we do our best to shield them from that, and and it's precisely for the reason um, indicated by my friend and brother here. Um, it's right and natural we seek to protect our children from these things. However, I accept that there is a possibility my children are going to see these pictures um, at an age uh, that is suboptimal, that is that is before what I would consider the optimal age for them to see it. Um, I accept there is a risk. And although we make every effort to uh, safeguard against that, um, that is a risk I'm willing to take, or to put it in other words, I'm not willing to stop doing what we're doing, um, be that on the streets or in any other context, um, purely to protect my children uh, from the possibility of seeing these images. And and I have essentially the same attitude with regard to other children out, net, out there. Now, um, I'm going to talk specifically about our work on the streets here because that's what's in view. Uh, so let me just clarify how we do things on the streets. And then I want to explain... Um, our, our justification for, for doing it in that way. So when we do our public education work, uh, for example, here in Norwich, there are certain things we do to try to reduce the possibility of children seeing these images. And just to be clear, as my brother said, we're talking about the images of the victims of so-called abortion, babies who've been killed in the womb, the, the victims of this act of violence that we falsely call healthcare. That's what we're talking about today. Now, um, if anyone wants to object to children seeing uh, images of living babies. I'm afraid I have much less time uh, for that. We had that recently. Um, you might have seen it. In fact, this kind of went quite big. It hit international news. It went all over America. Um, we were in Keswick doing a display recently of just a living image. Sometimes we we use just a living image. That was covered up by locals. And uh, one of the chief um, cover-uppers uh, was specifically citing children as her her justification saying what if children see this and at, the, at that very time children were coming up to these images and saying this is beautiful this is amazing wow mummy it's a baby um and and they intuitively uh recognized the beauty the majesty of life in the womb so children are not upset by the living image adults often are that's another story um but children never are um so we're just talking about uh, the use of graphic abortion imagery here. So uh, here in Norwich and elsewhere, we will put signs up um, maybe 20, 30, 40 yards down the road uh, with a w warning saying, warning, graphic abortion imagery ahead. And that's giving people a chance to uh, divert their course. Uh, and in particular, if they've got children to decide not to walk past those images or to shield their eyes, as indeed many parents do. We see them uh, doing that. Uh, another way we seek to... Um, reduce the 
the chances of children seeing this is where we tend to position ourselves. So we don't do our displays, you know, outside primary schools or uh, indeed where possible, we'll do it um, certainly in Norwich uh, during school hours so that most children are um, in school. Uh, there are various things that we do to make it clear we're not targeting children. We won't speak to children. We, we won't invite children to look at uh, the images. Um, we don't force anyone to. We will initiate with adults. We won't initiate um, with children. Uh, so so let's be clear. We're not targeting children, but we're, let's be honest. There is a risk that children are going to see these images. They sometimes do. How can that be justified when we seek to protect our own children from such imagery? Well, there are, there are two key things that I want to kind of peg down into the ground for starters. And unless these are in place, the rest isn't going to make sense. There are two things we need to be really clear on. And even if we already believe them, maybe we don't believe them with enough conviction and clarity for them to dictate what we do next. The first thing we need to recognise is that real children are being killed in the womb through abortion. Real children are being killed. Now, I know my brother believes this and he cares about this, but I, I, I'm speaking for myself. I need to regularly remind myself of what's really going on here. Real children are really being killed. And because it's not seen, because it's called healthcare, because it takes place behind closed doors um, and it's it's being executed by professionals, healthcare professionals, so-called, in their white coats, we are just desensitized. Even we pro-lifers, we're desensitized to the, the, the reality of what's going on here. We need to be reminded that real children are really uh, being killed. And I think if we and that's why the images are so important, because they help us to see what is unseen. They help us to register what we might even know conceptually, but it's quite abstract until we see it. So um, if, if we were to imagine that instead of 800 um, plus uh, babies in the womb were being killed every working day, if we were to imagine that it was five-year-olds, okay, imagine that several thousand five-year-olds were being killed up and down our country every week, would we be asking, and people working to expose that genocide and draw attention to it and show the facts and um, the reality and wake people up because it's being denied or ignored, would people be asking the question, hang on, how does this make five-year-olds feel if they see these pictures? I don't think we'd even be asking that question because it, the, the, the gravity and the significance of the genocide of five-year-old children would, would be so, it would weigh so heavily, it wouldn't even occur to us to ask about how this campaign affects other children. I'm not saying that doesn't matter, but I am talking about a weighing of considerations. And that's really, I think the critical point in all of this is a weighing of considerations. And we have a duty to make a right call, a, a discerning judgment based on the weight of different concerns and considerations. So let's, let's make sure that first uh, tent peg is firmly in the ground. Um, real babies, real children are really being killed at, at, at a mass scale. But we've got to have that clear in our minds. The second thing we need to have very clear in our minds, the second sort of tent peg, is the pictures do save lives. Okay, the pictures really do change minds and save lives. Now, if they didn't, there would be little to no justification for using these pictures, certainly where they could be seen by people that it could uh, upset or even damage. Um, 
and I think often we rush past that point. We sort of assume or we, we, we act as though the pictures don't really save lives. Because if we accept the pictures do, and I can give you evidence for that, we've got testimony after testimony of, of, um, of changed minds. People saying, now that I've seen this, I don't think abortion's okay. We've got examples of, um, of babies alive today because their parents saw these images, sometimes just on the cusp of having an abortion. I heard a wonderful story recently. I was down in Sussex uh, speaking somewhere and um, my hosts actually, I was staying with a family I didn't know. They very kindly took me in. Um, friend of a friend sort of thing and um and and uh one of my hosts shared a beautiful story she volunteers with um through her church she volunteers with a local school and she was taking i think a, a group of children from the school to the church to visit the church and uh, on this trip a little girl called ruby um spoke uh, to her and said oh i love the church and so my friend said that's interesting why and she said um because when I was a baby in my mummy's tummy, a lady, a nice lady from the church, showed uh, a picture to my mummy of what um, they were going to do to me in the tummy. And thanks to seeing that picture, they didn't hoover me out of my mummy's tummy. And I'm alive today. I love the church. It's a beautiful story. And would it be wonderful to hear hundreds of testimonies like that? Because all over the country, people from the church are prepared to show the reality of abortion, uh, which is enough to save a life, a life like Ruby's. And that's just one story of many. So the pictures really do save lives. Okay, so we're talking about a life-saving measure here. We're talking about an emergency life-saving measure, but it's not just about saving people on the cusp of uh, that act of violence uh, and deception. We're talking about going upstream and being preemptive. There are thousands of people who see every single display we do. Many of those may not be pregnant. They may not be considering an abortion at that moment in time. But having seen that image, seen the reality, they have um, something now in their consciousness that can safeguard them from that uh, fatal, lethal decision. Um, because all they'll ever get from anywhere else is that abortion is healthcare and it's not a baby yet. So those are the two things we need to uh, remind people of if they know it already or convince people of if they're not yet convinced. The humanity of the baby the inhumanity of what we call abortion, okay, the majesty of life in the womb and the horror, the violence of this procedure that we call abortion. We've got to expose both um, because as it's been said before, um, a picture of a nice, healthy 11-year-old or 13-year-old, whatever, um, Jewish boy at his bar mitzvah um, is not enough to convince you of the horror of the Holocaust. It might be enough to humanize this little Jewish boy but it doesn't do much to show you the, 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 the horror of the Holocaust. There are pictures that do show you the horror of the Holocaust. And, you know, some things are so evil, maybe they need to be seen to be believed. Because certainly um, until you see, for example, these, these awful Holocaust pictures of bodies literally piled up of all these people brutally killed by the Nazi regime, it, it is hard to believe it really happened. It's hard to believe that humanity is capable of such things, even if we doctrinally believe in the sinful nature and so on. And we're tempted to believe that those who are telling us such things are exaggerating. They're, they're just over-egging it. But pictures are incredibly objective and they accurately show what's going on. So we have to have those two tent pegs in place before we go any further. Real babies are really being killed and the pictures really do save lives. So to put it the other way, 
if pictures are not shown, I'm talking about abortion pictures here, if abortion pictures are not shown, real babies, savable babies, will be killed. Okay, that's the decision we're facing here. That's what's at stake. And and we, we, we don't want to be um, careless about what we're doing. We try not to be careless. But let's be very clear. The decision before us is, will we prioritise protecting one group of children from the possibility or, or the risk of seeing something that may not be age appropriate, might be upsetting, could even be traumatising, damaging, although I question that, but I acknowledge that it could be. Will we prioritise protecting that group of children from that damage over protecting a much larger group of children from uh, an act of violence that violently kills them? That's the decision that is before us. And it's about making a reasonable, justified judgment in that situation. Now, it's, we live in a, a fallen world. Uh, we have limited resources. The arena for operating is not always of our choosing. We have to make a reasonable judgment. Let me give you an, an analogy. Um, imagine that in a primary school, um, a an office worker, say an administrator, a personal assistant to the head teacher, whatever, someone who works in an office in the school um, is taken seriously ill, perhaps a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. And and so the emergency services are called, paramedics rush through the school. Now, that could be upsetting to children. Seeing these paramedics run around the place could be upsetting. And of course, if they have to take the this uh, worker who's fallen ill out of the private office and transport this person through the school hall or through the playground or whatever, there's a chance that children are going to see what's going on and be upset, maybe traumatized, maybe seriously traumatized. Maybe it will stick with them forever. The question is, would it therefore be right to deny that office worker medical aid purely because you want to protect children from being upset or even traumatized? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of About Abortion. I hope you're appreciating these podcasts and if you are can i ask for your help in getting these vital messages to more people we're delighted that we can get these to people free of charge uh that's not free for us to produce it costs something like three to four hundred pounds a month to get these podcasts produced and i wonder if you could help us partner with us financially Uh, many of us will have uh, an amazon prime subscription or some kind of streaming platform to the tune of six seven eight pounds a month. I wonder if you consider, as it were, taking out a subscription uh, with us. If you could donate, say, £8 a month, if we had about 40 people donating around £8 a month, just £8 a month, uh, that would help us to continue to do these podcasts uh, free of charge for anyone who uh, wants to listen in. And this is the only podcast uh, specifically about abortion in the UK. It's the greatest injustice, not only of our time, but in all history. Would you help us Uh, to bring these life-saving messages to more people. And don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Do send this in particular to your church leaders and uh, and anyone else you think might be interested. Thank you so much for your support and uh, I'll let you get back to the episode now. I think the the reasonable response in such a situation is you prioritise the saving of a life and you do what you can to reduce or eliminate, where possible, uh, other people being harmed or distressed in the act. So of course you try and clear the playground, you try and clear a path, you try and distract the kids 
make space, whatever. But ultimately, you're not going to slow down the life-saving treatment or measures that you're taking because saving a life is of utmost importance in terms of humanitarian concern. Protecting feelings uh, and so on is of lesser importance. So the, the decision we have here is protecting children from violence or protecting children from being upset or seeing something that's not at the optimal uh, moment in their development. I would even go so far as to say that even if a child, and let me make it clear again, we don't target children on our public education displays and we do what we can to avoid children on our public education displays. But I could make the case, I'd be happy to make the case that even for those children who um, against our, our design and best intentions, you could say, do engage and see the display, even for those very children, you could argue that it's better for them that they've seen that picture at, a, at an age too, too young uh, than it would be if they never saw the picture in their whole lives. Because there's a very real safeguarding risk. One in three girls in the UK, one in three is expected to go on and have an abortion. That is to say, one in three girls is expected between the age of 15 and 45 to give consent to the killing of the baby in her womb. That is a major safeguarding concern. Major, probably the biggest you can imagine. In terms of protecting even her feelings, even that little girl's feelings, let's say we're talking about a six-year-old here, protecting that little girl's feelings in a long-term sense because of the, the trauma of abortion itself. Post-abortion uh, trauma is real. Um, mental health dives after an abortion so often. Suicide rates rocket after an abortion. Um, relationships fall apart. Addictions uh, proliferate after an abortion. Even if it's only about the feelings and welfare of, of these children, you could make the case it'd be better for them to see that picture age six than for them to never see it at all because it's enough to save them from making that decision themselves when they're older. Again, I say, we're not targeting those children. We try to make sure they don't see it. But I'd be happy to take that position and argue that even for them, it'd be better. Now, if that sounds outlandish, that sounds cavalier, I'd like you to consider um, the, the way in which uh, anti-drink driving campaigns will show deliberately shocking videos to primary school children um, in assemblies to warn them of the dangers of drink driving. Now, I remember seeing this very vividly myself. I don't remember what age I was. I think I was about 10 or 11 uh, when they uh, came into my school and showed a video that was deliberately shocking. It's, uh, you, you know the scene. It's similar to the adverts you'll see on TV sometimes where um, everything is happy and people having a great time. There's a party. They're driving along and the, 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 these adverts deliberately lull you into a false sense of security and then suddenly smash and there's blood everywhere and someone's clearly been killed and it's all over and it's all because of drink driving. And this is done deliberately to shock and upset and to stick in the memory. You could even say traumatize young children. Now, how is that justified? We could have an argument over what age that's appropriate at. Um, and I believe they will ask parental permission before doing that and so on. But the case is obvious, isn't it? They consider it's more important to save uh, a child from being killed, age 17, 18, whatever, through a foolish decision of drink driving. They consider it more important to save them from that than it is to save them from being upset 
on a Tuesday morning at school. So there is a case, there, there could be a case for proactively bringing these images to primary school children uh, proactively, perhaps not coercively, perhaps with parental permission, but proactively, because they're far more likely um, to be involved in the deliberate killing of an unborn child when they grow up than they are to be involved in a drink driving accident. Statistically, it doesn't even bear comparison. So the case could be made, uh, but that's not really what I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to make the case that there is th the risk we're taking with children seeing these images is justified, even it's necessary. Uh, because what's the alternative? The alternative is we take these pictures out of the public square, which is more or less the only place where they where they are, and and then the pictures are nowhere. And we're doing exactly what the baby genocide industry wants, exactly what they've campaigned for, uh, what they've already started in a kind of localized sense with the buffer zones. They've banned the showing of pictures, the offering of information, support, help, even prayer, even silent prayer in the vicinity of clinics. They've already banned that. And their goal would be to ban it everywhere so that you can't show these pictures anywhere in public. And of course, it's I don't think we've ever seen any pictures like this on television. Uh, you can put it on YouTube and you often get censored. Um, there'll probably be a little information box at the bottom of this video from YouTube um, educating you all on what abortion really is with a load of euphemisms and uh, calling it healthcare. Um, so if we, if we were to, in a bid to protect the feelings of children who might see these images, and we're talking about a trickle of children each time, um, at most. Uh, if we, in a bid to protect them from that, we take the pictures out of the public square, we are effectively um, delighting the abortion industry and Satan, who would love the reality of this to be suppressed and uh, nowhere to be seen. And that's that's really the, the decision that lies before us. Now, I would be the first to concede that consent in terms of um, people consenting to see the image, consenting to engage, has um, huge benefits in terms of uh, persuasiveness and in terms of those conversations going well. Um, I think it makes for a much more powerful educational experience where possible to proceed by consent. That is to say, people are opting into seeing the, the pictures and engaging and certainly when i go to churches that's how i do things i'll give people plenty of warning and i give them the choice whether they keep their eyes open to see what i'm going to show uh, or not and i'll encourage them to see it i'll explain why but i never spring it on them in the church i always give them warning and let them decide now again someone could certainly level the charge of hypocrisy or well, how come you give them the choice in church but you don't give them the choice out in the streets well it's a good question and the answer is this if i could if I could get everyone in a room in the country, and if I had the environment, and even in the church, I, there are only a, there's only a fraction, a tiny percentage of churches that are willing to engage uh, in this issue. But if we could ensure that every school showed these pictures and every doctor's clinic showed these pictures, the abortion providers showed these pictures, every church, every university, if we can ensure all of that, there'd be no need for us to do our work. But the reality is almost every arena, including the church, has has been complicit in the silencing and censoring of the truth about abortion. And the streets is, is pretty much the last place left where we can do our work without censorship. 
And so I'll gladly operate in a consent-based uh, environment uh, where I can explain things uh, prior to showing the image and where I can provide pastoral support and prayer after showing the image and where we can have Q&A and whatever else. And, it, and the church is the best place to do this because you've got all of that there. You've got the prayer support. You've got the, the people who can counsel. You've got the pastor and the context of teaching. And it's a, it's a family and there's a long-term relationship there. Um, but when the streets is all we're left with, again, the decision we're faced with here in the real world is do we uh, continue to expose the genocide in a way that we know saves lives and change minds and begins uh, to turn the tide because people see what this thing really is, whether they're pregnant or abortion-minded or not? Do we uh, continue to expose that, which is essential in ending it? We can't find a single example in the whole history of successful social reform of reformers ending an injustice by covering it up. And they would have had exactly the same issues uh, that we're talking through today. What about children seeing pictures of, of slaves in chains or, or uh, slaves being, um, being hung on a hook like a fish uh, as a form of execution? What about children hearing about all the horrific treatment of, of these uh, slaves? What about those who've come out of the slave industry? What about those whose livelihoods depend on the slave industry? Uh, what about those who just sincerely think they're doing the best thing and they don't know what is going on in the slave industry? These these issues have always been here. They never go away. There have always been uh, people who are upset by um, the exposing of injustice, but injustice has to be exposed. Um, so, I guess my 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 sort of bottom line on this would be: we do what we can to make it clear that we are targeting adults, not children here. We do what we can to protect children from seeing this where possible, but we are completely comfortable with the fact that children may inadvertently uh, see these images because it's far more important that these images are seen and lives are saved and the injustice is ended, and then there'll be nothing for children to be upset about because it will be finished. It's far more important we do this life-saving work and end this injustice uh, than it is to, um, to, to pack up these pictures, put them away, and uh, protect maybe some people from momentary upset, but doing less to end the genocide. So to my brother who sent this question, and I hope that's been helpful, um, I hope that if you're not convinced by what I've just said, that you will indeed continue to, to do work with living images only. That's still effective. It, that still does a lot of good. Um, Indeed, uh, sometimes we do that for specific reasons. And, and, and actually, in the case of Keswick recently, I deliberately chose to use just a living image because it was a family event. The, the convention that was happening nearby where we're doing our display was a family event, a lot of children around. Uh, it's a holiday location. And on that occasion, that was the judgment I made, that actually, in terms of reaching people, recruiting and making the point, but without an unnecessary degree of certainly distracting, I felt it would be a distracting degree of upset that could be avoided. Um, in that instance, we did opt for the living image only, and that was fruitful. Uh, people still tried to cover, up, cover it up, and they still said that, what about the children? Um, but I, So I, I hope my brother certainly continues with the living image only activity, but I hope also he can see where we're coming from uh, with the use of 
the abortion imagery. Um, and I hope that we can indeed uh, work together um, to, towards the ending of this injustice.